Welcome back to Round Guy the Podcast, and this is the first episode ever of Heartlanders Weekly. We are on the phone with David Fine, the voice of the Iowa Heartlanders hockey team, a minor league hockey team affiliated with the Minnesota Wild. Welcome to the program, David. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. So you just come off a long, hard road trip. Uh, Tell us how that went and about some of these exciting wins that you got. Absolutely. Two of three wins for the Iowa Heartlanders on the weekend. Won their last two games. First game, narrow, one goal. Lost there against the uh, Rapid City Rush. But the team left on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to drive 11, 11 and a half hours from Coralville, Iowa City. We went through Des Moines by just north of, uh, uh, of Omaha there, hopped on I-29, went up through Sioux City, went through Sioux Falls, and then went west to Rapid City, 11 hours, western part of South Dakota. Um, ended up there and uh, uh, arrived around 7.30 mountain time. We gained an hour back uh, on the trip, uh, ate breakfast, went to the arena, practiced, Spent the rest of the day sleeping in the hotel, woke up the next day, and then played three straight days of games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday after bussing overnight Wednesday into Thursday. The team continues to get better and better. Um, A lot of really good young guys on this team, and it's uh, exciting to be a part of. Well, it was sure exciting to listen to you describe the events on on the uh, streaming service. Tell people how they can get a hold of the, 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 the streaming service that broadcasts the games. Yeah, we make it really easy. Um, we had discussed doing like terrestrial radio, and what we ended up settling on was for the first year, we wanted people to make sure that they were engaging with our website, with our social media. So the two ways to listen, the uh, two ways, the easiest two ways, you can watch online through a service called Flow Hockey. That's a subscription service, so you have to pay to watch on Flow Hockey. If you want to watch the games online, like you were watching a game on your, you know, your laptop or your phone or um, TV, you can cast it from your laptop or your phone to your TV. That's flowhockey.tv. But then the radio call, which is free, or the audio call, um, is through our website. It's on iowaheartlanders.com and um, iowaheartlanders.com slash listen live. But if you go to the main website and you find it's the page is called listen live or broadcast, broadcast central, I think as well, there's like two different pages that have it. And you just hit play on your phone or on your laptop and you're listening and it plays for free. Um, and it's great. It's an easy way to easy way to connect with people. So uh, tell us just a little bit in general about the team and how it was put together uh, and uh, how it wound up in Coralville. Right. So as the double A affiliate of the Minnesota Wild, um, we work very closely. So, again, double A hockey is what we are. You go up a level, you're in the AHL with the AAA, Iowa, Wild, and Des Moines. And then the Minnesota Wild are based in St. Paul, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. So the way that you uh, uh, we find players is partially um, on our on our own, where you're signing players that are, uh, uh, you know, mainly going to be with the Heartlanders. But then we also get help from our affiliates, from the Minnesota Wild and the Iowa Wild. And depending on the status and the skill level, and the experience, they will assign uh, or they will assign us players um, that are there that they have signed. And because we're affiliated, they can start with us, go up to the Iowa Wild, and then eventually hopefully make it to the Minnesota Wild. So it was through a combination of our coach and our front office finding players that would sign that would mainly be Heartlanders players that could also have the potential for moving up a level. But then about half of our team 
as well was signed by the Minnesota Wild and the Iowa Wild for the purposes of being reassigned here so they can start their professional hockey journeys or continue it here at the AA level. Well, I've been listening to the team, and it really seems like they're starting to fire on all cylinders. Uh, you had a, a, your first overtime win this week. You had your first hat trick this week. The team scored a touchdown in the last game. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a touchdown and just sort of a 10, 10 goals, nine goals in one game. That's the highest scoring game in Heartlanders history. Um, scored nine goals in, you know, two and a half periods of the three-period game. And uh, they were up seven to nothing, had scored a touchdown, kicked the extra point by the end of 40 minutes or two periods of the three. So it was uh, that was exciting. The overtime game on Saturday, uh, Bryce Nisley, who's a talented rookie out of the University of Vermont, um, one of those players that was assigned here by the Minnesota and the Iowa Wild, Bryce uh, scored the overtime winner. The game on Saturday was objectively one of the better most exciting games I've seen at this level in the last, I've worked in this league for a few years. So um, one of the, one of the more exciting games I've ever seen at this level. Um, it was, it was a joy. The Saturday game was, you can tell, and I went back and I listened to the, you know, I listened to the call and watch and make sure I'm not uh, saying anything too stupid and, you know, air checking myself. I think with about 10 minutes left in the first period, I said, this game feels like it could be a really good one. And it ended up being, probably the most uh, exciting back-and-forth game of the season in which the Heartlanders eventually earned their first overtime win ever, uh, and they did it against the Rapid City Rush. Yeah, I thought they even played pretty good on Friday night, too. Very, very well on Friday night. Just a, a narrow defeat there. And Friday may have been one of the one of the better games we've actually played this season, but what makes hockey so unique is that sometimes you can have one of your best efforts of the year from a systems and you know, a structure standpoint, but sometimes you just can't score the puck enough, which is why in that game, um, again, uh, it was just a one goal defeat and the team played really well and they continued the momentum and really played really well all three games. And yesterday was, it's always nice when you're on the uh, correct side of a blowout victory. So they got the reward yesterday and probably a little bit for the way they played on Friday and Saturday. So have you had some players from this season move up to AAA or the NHL? Yes. So we've had a number of players. I'm trying to think off the top of my head exactly how many there have been. Um, I think it's just shy of 10. So half the roster uh, has been called up at some point. I'm getting the exact number for you here. It has been 10 players. Ten, yeah, 10. I was right on. I was right on. 10 of our players this year uh, have been called up at a certain point this year and played with the Iowa Wild. And a few of them have been returned as well. So now I think it's sitting at seven are still up there with the Iowa Wild after uh, we made a few roster moves yesterday. So this is a kind of a unique year that would present uh, uh, more opportunities than normal for players yes, to move COVID, up, hasn't exactly. it? Because Yes, exactly, exactly. And in, in part because of COVID, it's necessitated the need for the Iowa Wild at points, and the Minnesota Wild do, to make sure not only that they have the extra bodies around, but that, you know, if a player becomes sick and all of a sudden that player is now unavailable for 10 days by default, um, you need to you know call up people. So you're right. Then that's why it's been a special year in terms of getting players opportunities at the next level. Well, it's been a, I, I've been to one of the games and you're right. I mean, once you go, you are definitely going to be hooked. It is so, so exciting. Now I've been to the uh, Cedar Rapids Rough Riders and I really enjoy it, but it's kind of cold. 
to sit there and watch them play. But for some reason, uh, your is nice and toasty. I don't know how they. Uh, how, that's the uh, that's the secret sauce. Secret sauce. <laughs> but it is a. Uh, it you know it's really comfortable in there, and the seats are great. It's a fifty million dollar. Uh, brand new state-of-the-art facility that just about blow your mind in and of itself, which creates such a beautiful environment to play in with the screens and the, the stuff that goes all the way around the arena and the lights and all the, it's just, I always think it's like a rocky, it's like a rock concert inside there with all the music and the, and uh, you got cut quite a good mascot too. Yeah, that's right. Um, the, the, you know it as well as any, like, when you come to a game, you don't it, it, you don't just want to go to a game just to see a game. People want to go to a game to be entertained for two and a half hours, and that's the our goal. That from seven o'clock, and then the game's normally over around nine fifteen or nine twenty. It's normally a two hour and fifteen or two hour and twenty minute game. Our goal is to entertain you from the time you walk in the doors and the puck drops to when you're headed back to your car. And it's our understanding too that. While we would like to win every home game, we know as well that the people having a good time and being entertained and it being family friendly and their kids having a fun time, that's that's what we want to do too. Um, as much as obviously win, um, and the coaches and the players want to win, and the, and the front office, we want to win. And we also want to make sure that you and your family or, or you and your girlfriend or you and your wife or whoever's there has the best darn time possible and wants to come back and is entertained and has an exciting time and feels a sense it evokes a sense of sort of community and civic pride about supporting a, a small business. We're a small business. Iowa Heartlanders are a minor league hockey team. It's a small business here. And it, it, there's a certain amount of civic and community pride that goes along with that. Well, we, we've talked about the fantastic weekend that you just had and the long road trip. Well, let's talk about what's going on this week. Uh, you guys are home, aren't you? Yeah, for one game. And then we're back on the road for five more, but, this Friday, the team is home hosting the Kansas City Mavericks. Oh. That has been the Heartlanders' uh, biggest rival this year, and I've learned that everybody dislikes Kansas City this year, so they might be everybody's biggest rival. Uh, the Heartlanders have done quite well against Kansas City. Uh, Iowa has won four games uh, of the seven, so 4-2-1 and one is the hockey uh, with an overtime loss of so 4-2-1, and one, but all the games have seemingly been pretty close. Um, the teams are tight, and then Kansas City – uh, leads the league in penalty minutes by about 200 penalty minutes. So they've racked up almost 200 more penalty minutes than any other team in the league, um, which means that there's a lot of uh, after whistle uh, altercations and fighting and, you know, uh, guys poking each other back and forth that has occurred. And it's just, it's, it's been an exciting season series against them and a lot of uh, uh, ire drawn by both coaches towards each other at times. And, uh, players have been kind of, you know, looking at each other with the side eye. So uh, we don't mind that. That's that's what it's all about, too. Hockey is a physical game, and um, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Is that you guys like – is that like the Cardinals, Cubs, or the Yankees, uh, Red Sox kind of matchup? It might be. It might be a little bit like that. It's only our first year in the league, but this has clearly become the uh, the team that our, our, our big fans know what – who the Kansas City Mavericks are. <laughs> I'll yeah. it that way. Uh, and uh, I saw a pretty good fight, uh, and uh, I was very proud to report that the, it looked like to me the Iowa Heartlander guy got quite uh, – he got on top of that fight, let's, let's shouldn't we say. Yeah, yeah, that's what we like to see too. And, um, you know, I, I get to know these guys on a personal level, so it's, it's interesting and kind of different because – 
you get to know these guys on a personal level and then it's not just, you know, a player with a last name on his jersey or it's it's a human being to you more than anything. And you want to make sure that, you know, in that situation that everyone's being safe to as safe as you can. You know, you're trying to beat the other guy up, but you don't want to see your guy um, be put in a in a vulnerable in a vulnerable spot. So it you know, that's that's another part of it as well for sure. But I'm, I mean against Kansas City, I think we've had probably ten nine, 10 fights against them this year. So I would probably anticipate something uh, happening on Friday. Now you, you, uh, like you say, we, we got our first overtime win and we, we, you got our first hat trick. Actually the guy scored five goals, didn't he? He, he five points. Yeah. He had, he scored three goals and then got two assists. That's uh, one of the higher scoring games in the league this year. I think there's been a couple players, a couple players that have had a, maybe like five or six points there's been some high scoring games in the league this year. Um, I don't know why it's just beginning of the year. A lot of, a lot of high scoring games. Um, but anyway, so yeah, there are, we, our guy, Jake Smith uh, got three goals and two assists for five points. And will help, help, help probably be in consideration for player of the week for that performance. He had a marvelous, marvelous performance. So uh, let's talk about the offense of the team. Uh, who are the big scorers and uh, of the team? Yeah, so right now the two best scorers on the team are Bryce Misley, who scored the overtime winner, and then I'd say Jack Billings might be the second best. Um, we've Again, we've had a lot of guys get called up, so some of our best offensive players are currently at the you know levels above, as they should be because they've deserved it. Um, but Bryce Misley, uh, Jack Billings is a rookie, uh, just like Bryce. Bryce is out of the University of Vermont. Jack Billings is out of Niagara University up in Buffalo. Um, on the defensive end, we have a couple guys that can score as well. Uh, and then when he's healthy, Ryan Kuffner, um, he had to miss yesterday's game as a late scratch, um, injury scratch. But he played in the NHL for the Detroit Red Wings for 10 games back three years ago. So this is a guy that's only two, three years removed from getting a shot at the NHL. And through various reasons, he's been banged up a lot through his career. Um, he signed overseas where there's fewer games. Um, he's been unable to kind of make it back to the NHL level. However, he's been able to succeed at this level. And when he's healthy, he, he scores a point per game. He factors in on a goal per game, whether he scores it or whether he assists on it over his, you know, playing games with us this year. No, uh, I, I was really impressed with the goalie when, uh, I, I, I saw the game. Uh, now have you had a goalie pull, called up or tell us a little bit about the goalie situation and the, and the talent that they yeah. have. It's great. So the, this league in particular, the ECHL, is best known for developing goalies. And Trevin, uh, beg your pardon, Hunter Jones um, became the first Iowa Heartlanders player to be recalled from the Iowa Heartlanders and eventually now be in the, on an NHL roster. Now, he will probably go back and forth a number of times this year, but he was recalled to the Minnesota Wilds um, um, squad there and called up to St. Paul for the purposes of being available if need be has not gotten in a game yet, but uh, Hunter Jones um, becoming the first former Iowa Heartlanders player to go from the Heartlanders and now reach the NHL. And secondly to that, um, Trevin Kozlowski, who graduated from the university of army West point. So he's a West point. Oh, outstanding. Graduate. I'm a yeah. army guy myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's he's, he's an unbelievable human being, Trevin. Um, he is back on the active roster, the Heartlanders active roster, um, and it has fact uh, started a program called Trevin's Tickets, where um, he he and our front office kind of reach out 
and help to reach out. There's a way to, to submit on the website too, if you're interested there. Um, but you know, he donates his personal tickets every game to those that have served in every, um, you know, any branch of the uh, armed forces. And that's, that's Trevin for you. He's, he's been up and down this year between the Iowa wild and then us with the heartlanders, but our Trevin's tickets program continues and he gives back to, you know, those that have served and he takes time after the game um, to, to meet with, to meet with those that have served and to take a picture with them when he's you know healthy and on the roster. Um, so Trevin has been our other sort of mainstay goalie. And then just recently, um, it's kind of like two Polish goalies with someone wrote on Twitter and I was laughing because Corbin Kaspersky, so there's Kozlowski and now Corbin Kaspersky has just been dynamite for us. Um, he's giving up two goals a game and stopping about 95% of the shots faced. If you stop 91% of the shots, you're really good. If you stop 95%, that's next level. And he's received the opportunity in the last few weeks. Um, he's played in five straight games. Uh, yes, you know, six straight games now for the Heartlanders. He started four of them and come in for injury replacement reasons in two of them. Um, but Corbin has been excellent, and he won our last two games of the weekend, and it was his first two wins in the ECHL. He was finally rewarded because our offense was a little bit slower in some of the games. And just like in baseball, win-loss record isn't indicative, but um, he's just been marvelous for us and kept us in games that it could have been 4-5-1, or five one, but because of him, we were only down by one at the end of the game, and then we finally rewarded him with some wins, which is great. Yeah, he, he is a very exciting player. And uh, so what? what so you're, you're playing Kansas City Friday. Who do you play? Do you play every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Is that how the schedule works? Yes, well – it depends. A lot of times you're home, depending on your how far you are from an opponent, you're kind of home uh, for like a Friday, Saturday, and then you might be on the road next week for, you know, two or three games. So we're home on Friday. And then on right after the game on Friday, we get on the bus and we drive five hours to Indianapolis, five and a half hours to Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, staying at some Holiday Inn. Now it's kind of, we're staying a little bit further away than we normally do, like 20 minutes from the arena, not that far uh, from the arena, but like 15, 20 minute drive. We'll probably get in around five in the morning, four in the morning to the hotel. The guys will sleep. Uh, we'll wake up the next morning. Um, guys will have breakfast and their sort of pregame meal. And then because of the overnight travel, we'll probably not do a morning state that day. We'll play on Saturday at seven o'clock PM. Guys will, will drive back to the hotel. Guys will go to bed. We'll wake up on Sunday. And then we play Sunday early afternoon at 2 PM central against Indianapolis. And then as soon as that's over, uh, we drive five and a half hours back on the bus. Game will be over around 4.30 Central. We're on the bus by 5.30 Central, five and a half hour drive. Bing, bang, we're back by about midnight. That's the life of working in minor league hockey and playing minor league hockey. Well, it, it's been really exciting. And I am tuning in every every week for the games if I'm not there. And uh, you do a fantastic job. Uh, you're just so descriptive and excited and, you know, and when they do score, it's just, you know, I'm just sitting here pumping my fist and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm cheering right along with you. Uh, so, uh, uh, you got three games this week. That's right. Three games this week, three next week, three the week after so three or four, three the week after that. And then once we get through the end of January, um, the schedule becomes three games sort of every week for the rest of the season. 
I would say that the way the schedule is constructed there, David, it, it makes it, it it's the Heartlanders are in a really good spot right now because they are going through a stretch right now where basically a third of their road schedule is happening in a month. So if you can get through this month where you're traveling all over the place and if you have a good month, then you're in a position where you might be at home or hopefully the Heartlanders are at home a lot and then they might only be a couple points or games out of the playoffs. And if you are only a couple games out of the playoffs in February or March and most of your games are still left at home and you have a fairly fair travel schedule like the Heartlanders do, that's that's a really good spot to be in. Um, so I think that this next weekend, these next two weeks are going to tell a lot about the Heartlanders. If they can, if the Heartlanders can win six, basically six games here in the next two weeks, if they can go four and two, then that would be as, as that would mean the team is going to be in a really good spot in February and March to make the playoffs, which is, which is all you can ask for. So how long does the season the end in March? So What's that? Does the season end in March? The season ends in mid-April. April April 15, 16th, 16th is the final day of the year. So if you're in playoff position in February and March and your games are meaning something, that is that's what it's all about. Like that's when you get to the stretch run in February, March. Um, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to witness. The games get even more intense and better as guys are 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 desiring to make the postseason. So uh, what are some of the promotions and the home games that uh, people are you know, looking at their calendar that they might be able to attend? Yeah, for sure. So coming up this Friday here is hockey is for everyone night. Um, we've gotten involved with a lot of different diversity groups and like pride groups um, in order to, you know, uh, talk about how important that is for the game, because make no bones about it. Even the NHL has said this for a number of years. The sport has not been diverse enough, but it's starting to become much more diverse. So that's what hockey is for everyone night is about. Then one of the big games there is on Saturday, January 29th against Kalamazoo. It's a Marvel theme night, the Heartlanders Marvel superhero theme night. Heartlanders are wearing like superhero jerseys um, for Rocket Raccoon um, is the character from Marvel, um, which is going to be really fun there in January 29th. There's Faith and Family Night, which is on February 11th, Pink in the Rink Night, where the Heartlanders will be wearing special pink jerseys and helping raise money for cancer and for breast cancer. And then later on in the year, there's a DC Comics Night, where the Heartlanders are again kind of wearing those comic, like, superhero-esque jerseys. And then uh, on the Wednesday games throughout the year are college nights, where there's discounted tickets for college students so they can come, um, hopefully, uh, you know, grab some food and some drinks. Um, on a discounted price and on a college budget, and then uh, enjoy some hockey. So we know how important that is to working with the University of Iowa to make sure that the um, student community comes out and has a fun time um, in a safe manner. So that's what we're working on. Well, we're running a little bit out of time. We've been talking with David Fine, the voice of the Iowa Heartlanders, about this exciting hockey team who plays at the Extreme Arena in Coralville. I don't think Coralville's ever had a professional team uh, the closest I can ever remember uh, in Coralville was the there was a year where the Midwest League had a lot of uh, flooding, particularly the Quad Cities franchise was flooded out. The whole ballpark was flooded out. Yep. And they played a few games uh, at the Hawkeyes uh, baseball stadium there in Coralville. But uh, like I say, I, in my lifetime, this is the, maybe one of the closest I've ever been to, to something. Uh, so – 
I'm definitely going to be getting up there and uh, keep bringing my grandson up there because he really enjoys it. And uh, we've enjoyed talking to you. You got anything before we got to wrap it up? No, really looking forward to it. Should be fun games this weekend. And again, uh, iowaheartlanders.com is where you can find all the information. And then if you go on Twitter or Facebook and you look up Go Heartlanders or Iowa Heartlanders on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can uh, find us pretty easily with the verified check marks. So that's how you find us. And you do a great job with your social media. You know, when you score a goal, it seems like within minutes there's video of it that's up there. Uh, and I've really enjoyed your your Facebook. I think you're kind of in charge of that and the Twitter. So uh, That's right. That's what I'm in charge of. You're doing a great job. We're going to talk to you next week after this week. Uh, so, uh, Can't wait. Uh, thanks a lot. We've been talking with David Fine, the Iowa Heartlanders hockey team, and we will uh, we'll do this once a week, so we'll be able to catch up with them here at Round Guy the Podcast. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.